You're listening to the UBC Medicine Learning Network. Hello and welcome to the Center for Rural Health Research podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Lloyd-Cusick. Today, we sit down for the first of three short interviews discussing how a CRHR survey that asked rural patients from across British Columbia about their priorities for healthcare surprised the whole team with the number of responses it received. The survey received over 1,800 responses from rural residents all over BC. And if I understand correctly, this is actually the first time this has been done in BC at this scale. We'll discuss why we need to be hearing directly from rural residents and what it looks like to reach out to residents in a province that's as large and diverse as British Columbia and what we learned from the results ultimately. Over the course of this three-part mini-series, we'll be hearing from three members of the Rural Evidence Review team that developed the survey and analyzed the responses. The team also goes by RER for short, by the way, so you might hear our guests use that acronym a fair bit. Now, just a quick definition for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time, uh, you might hear the term citizen-patient in our discussions. A citizen-patient is a kind of catch-all term that's meant to include all patients and families and caregivers and communities and anybody really who is using health services. In other words, it, it mainly refers to people who experience the healthcare system rather than those who might work in the healthcare system. So today, to kick off our mini-series, we'll be sitting down with the primary investigator from the RER, again, Rural Evidence Review, and the co-director of the Center for Rural Health Research, Dr. Jude Cornelson, who is going to tell us more about why the RER project set out to hear directly from the citizens of rural BC on their health priorities. Uh, So now, actually, I'll turn to you, Jude, to help us kind of set the stage for this conversation. I wonder if you could expand on why the RER is doing the work to gather the insights from rural citizen patients across BC and what that process looks like. For sure. So thank you, Nick. I think we've established the importance of making sure that we're communicating with and taking direction from the people ultimately that we serve. And by we, I mean the healthcare system and also the university, our social responsibilities to respond to the needs of communities that we're doing research with and co-creating evidence for. Along these lines, the Rural Evidence Review Survey was geared at making sure we understand what healthcare priorities are for rural citizen patients that we could then enact in a couple of different ways, sometimes doing further data, primary data gathering, sometimes doing systematic reviews um, to inform policy and planning. So we have to always remember the end result of what we're doing is striving for better, more rurally responsive policy and health planning. So along the way, we have to make sure that we're providing the right evidence uh, to do this. So the Rural Evidence Review was actually um, kind of created uh, as a mechanism or a framework to work in collaboration with rural citizen patients, community key stakeholders, um, to take their direction on what kind of evidence they need in their advocacy for local health services. Um, we we want to make sure that there's a level playing field, that they can approach um, their advocacy opportunities with robust, comprehensive evidence um, which sometimes is difficult to collect on a local level. So our partnership is really at that nexus of taking direction from what the community uh, needs, of what the community priorities are, and the evidence needs that they might have. The one thing I'll add to this is that we do this really fun, wonderful translation from what 
community priorities and perceived needs are, uh, we translate that into a research question or an evidence review question, a systematic review question. We get the findings and then we do the reciprocal translation back because research findings are not policy findings necessarily or community-based finding or, or things that communities can use. So we kind of go through this uh, really nice back and forth, which makes it really exciting. And how are the citizen patients involved throughout that process? At what specific points and what does that engagement and involvement look like with the RER project? Yeah, so I think the most important thing that we're going to be talking about today is reaching out and understanding very clearly from rural citizen patient community, key stakeholders, key right holders, what their priorities are. So first of all, the very conceptualization of the reviews we do, taking direction from the needs and the um, prioritization of the of the rural citizens and communities. So we start with that. Then through the review, there's an iterative process of checking back through our citizen patient panels about this is what we're finding or this is what we found. Does that resonate with you on the ground? And most importantly, is that useful? Is the way we're presenting the findings going to be of value to you in your community and taking adjustment and learning from them? And boy, that process has been so incredibly rich and valuable. Things pointed out that even though we commit to looking at data and evidence through a rural lens, sometimes we miss some of the practical things that that um, really influence the way we present data and evidence on the ground, and I've you know I've got lots of examples of that, but but the having the community participants saying what about this is fantastic, and the other part of that is that over time our citizen patient panels. Um, have developed a longitudinal relationship with us. And with that comes a sense of trust where I think people are pretty open and don't really hold back (laughs) when they want to hear or see something different. And working very closely with citizen patients uh, on the ground and also remotely, especially these days remotely with COVID-19, and it's difficult to, to gather in person, which of course is a very important part of building these relationships and partnerships and understanding local context. How do you think the kind of new reality of socially distanced living will impact building relationships and maintaining relationships in rural health research like you do at the RER? Yeah, so I think we're in a really good position because we've been doing rural research that is uh, has a pan-provincial mandate, meaning we span the whole part, the whole expanse, the whole geography of the province of British Columbia. We have a lot of communities in BC, a lot of rural remote communities with vast, vastly different geographies and, and um, kind of spatial uh, positioning. So, you know, right from the start, we we start off of using um, a list of 186 communities that are kind of our go-to. That makes it impossible to do community site visits and to do this face-to-face. So historically, for the Rural Evidence Review Project, we have been doing uh, virtual surveys. And when we do our patient participation or our patient panel meetings, we do it virtually by Zoom, or we started out doing teleconference call, we've now moved to Zoom. So we're actually quite attuned to reaching out um, at a distance. That's not to say that through other projects at CRHL, we didn't do a lot of field work because we did. We think it's incredibly important to get a sense of the contextual realities on the ground. And you can read about and have people describe what it's like to drive from Castlegar to Nelson, but until you're doing it in a snowstorm and getting stuck on the side of the road, you cannot really understand 
the barriers to effective health services in some communities, or I should say the challenges to health services in some of our rural communities. So for the RAR, however, we've taken that embodied knowledge that we've gotten from other projects and made a very conscious decision to use virtual outreach mechanisms. And we've done that to ensure as much provincial representation as possible. Because obviously there's no way we can go to all geographies of the province. And I have to tell you, the beautiful northwest part of our province is incredibly different than the East Kootenays and everything in between. Our island island settings are really different than mountainous interior settings. So to kind of uh, equalize uh, and, and really acknowledge and respect the diversity in our rural communities, we use a virtual platform to allow more engagement. And it's working quite well. People are joining on and it's, you know, I think it adds a a layer of um, satisfaction for everybody and meaningfulness for us, for sure, to be able to see people using Zoom makes it much more pleasant. And that feels like a good segue into a conversation about what that engagement with real citizen patients can actually look like in practice, which is, as luck would have it, the topic of our next episode. Jude, thank you so much for sharing some of the guiding principles and ideas behind the Rural Evidence Review with us today. Next time in part two of our three-part mini-series, we'll speak with the manager of the RER team, Christine Carthew. Christine's going to tell us about the RER's outreach survey, where residents of rural BC had an opportunity to voice their health priorities. We'll learn about why it was so successful and what the team's strategy was for reaching nearly 2,000 respondents from across the province. Now for you, the listeners out there, this recording as well as past and future episodes can be found on the Center for Rural Health Research website at crhr.med.ubc.ca or you can just type crhr at UBC into Google and we'll pop right up. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify if you search for CRHR. As always, thanks for listening and take care. This has been a presentation of the UBC Medicine Learning Network. 